listening to a message from Red Church in Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to know more about Red or its ministries, please go to redchurch.org.au. It's wonderful to be joining you today. We are about to hit the third part of a series that we've been working through. It's called Our Lives, His Vision, which sets out the framework of discipleship. Uh, It is true to the Bible. It's true to what we feel God is calling us to hear. And we've been working through three components of that. The first component has been abiding with Jesus. John 15 tells us that life is in God. To be connected to Jesus, the vine, is to have his life flowing through us. When we do that, we're then renewed. We had a fantastic interview last week with Dr. Rob Rima, and he gave the wonderful analogy that what renewal is like is he talked about when he goes traveling, he takes a bag, fills it with new clothes, And when he comes back from that trip, he can't go on his next trip until he's renewed those clothes, till they're washed clean, till they're replaced. And that's what renewal is. We are in this process in this life of continually being renewed by Jesus as we become more like Jesus. And then the last piece, and what we're looking at today, is kicking off today, is to go. So we abide with Jesus, we're renewed by Jesus, and then we go with Jesus. And it was just really, I guess, clear to me what a strange time it is to be preaching into Go today. We here in Melbourne, uh, back in lockdown, uh, we had, this is lockdown number five. Uh, We just had a recent lockdown and it felt like we were just coming out of lockdown and we're back in lockdown. And I realized the sort of irony and strangeness of speaking about going at a time when probably most of us are not going. We're not going anywhere. We're not moving. I was thinking the other day in my entire life, this is probably the period where I have moved around the least, traveled the least. So it's a really strange moment to actually talk about what it is to go with Jesus. But as I began to think about what God wanted to say today, as I was listening to the Holy Spirit, I felt like today had to be a bit different. Today is a day to talk about going with Jesus, but also it's a day to ask the question of where is red going? Where does God want us to go? And that question is often a question which churches ask of themselves. They may approach it every year or every few years, but we're approaching this at a really, really pivotal moment. This has been now 18 months of change, of disruption, of not going. So that's the context in which we're asking this question. And so today, I don't want to preach like I normally do. You notice I haven't got my lectern. I don't have my normal notes. What I felt today is let's have a chat. Let's have a chat about what going with Jesus looks like and what actually God is saying to Red about going. So come with me for a little wonder. I was reflecting of that first time 18 months ago when we went online for our first live stream service. Some of you may have not joined us at this stage. We know there's lots of people who are new to Red and who have come in the last 18 months. Many of you who were with us at the time will remember that first Sunday when we went online. We were doing it live on YouTube 
Uh, it was a wild, hairy ride. <laughs> there were so many things that could go wrong. There was a sense of adrenaline. The Holy Spirit was at work. And we began to meet for the first time. We literally, we prepared all Saturday. We went online and it was a very new experience. The verse that I felt God asking me to preach on is found in Hosea chapter 2. And what it is, is the verse where... God says through Hosea to Hosea's unfaithful, unfaithful wife, Goma, but it's also God speaking to his people that he will take them into the wilderness and there he will win them again. And as I think about what this wilderness period has been like for the last 18 months, it has been this process where God took us into this wilderness experience to take us on a kind of renovation, a renewal that is rooted in him alluring us and winning him to us again. And all of us have been on this renewal, renovation process. Now, renovations have been one of the unexpected phenomenon of COVID-19. At the moment, there is a global timber shortage as people previously would have spent money on overseas travel or concert tickets and now spending that money on putting a decking at the back of their house or an extra bedroom on or a kitchen cabinets because they're now at home so much more. And there's all kinds of growth and change that we've seen in people. You may have bumped into someone at an in-person service you've not seen for ages and thought, man, your hair has grown or maybe your hair is short now. Perhaps you've seen the child of a friend who all of a sudden seems really grown up now. This space has grown too. This was actually where we filmed our first live stream service. And things have changed since then in the adaptation and growth that's had to happen in the team. We previously would do pastoral work. We would plan for Sundays, plan out programs and do administration. All of that still happens, perhaps even more so now in the midst of the pandemic and with growth. But this is also a production studio. If it wasn't locked down and people were back in the office, you would see Chris here, who those worship videos which you enjoy for hours, him sound mixing. So it all sounds wonderful. So you can worship in your home. On this side, you would see Daniel and Liddy putting together Sundays online, all of the different video resources we use at the moment. One of the incredible things that's grown in the last season is the competency and adaptability of our team. I'm so grateful to have such a wonderful staff that's enabled Red to continue to grow and develop during this season. So changes like this happen in COVID incrementally. This didn't all get changed in one go. This happened incrementally over 18 months. And that's how growth has happened during the last season. At the beginning of 2020, it felt like Red was really going somewhere. The church had grown when I took it over as senior leader in 2009, 2009, it was a church which had really low morale. It was a handful of people and slowly it had grown, but it really felt like it had momentum at the beginning of 2020. 
There was people coming from all over the place. There was people seeing his emails, how they were being inspired by red. There was this sense that the wind was in our sails. I remember we launched a new service at the beginning of 2020. I thought it would take months to fill. And within six weeks, we'd grown an entire new congregation. I don't know about where you were at Red at this time or whether you've joined us since, but many of you will remember two weeks before we first went online, when lockdown happened, we had John Marcoma come and we did, he spoke in the morning, we had a live recording of this cultural moment, which was just taking off like wildfire around the world and every service was filled. And at the end of that day, it just felt like, man, this church is going somewhere. There was people turning up who had no faith. There was this energy it felt like something was incredibly happening. And then lockdown, what felt like going felt like stopping. And the last 18 months have been these moments where you felt like the car's going to start again, but you turn the key and the ignition doesn't kick over and the engine doesn't start and you're left sitting in your carport, not moving anywhere. This week, I got an email from Qantas Frequent Flyer Points. I had slowly over the last few years been accruing a lot of frequent flyer points and the email was telling me that basically I had to use them by the end of the month or they're all going to become void. And it was an indicator of how I've not traveled in the last period. This is the period in my life where I have traveled the least, probably even since I was a baby, barely left the local area here. My life, like maybe your life, is just the walks we get each day, such as being the position that we've been here in here in Melbourne and perhaps many of you, wherever you're watching, have been in this position as well. But just as we often don't see incremental renovation like in this room. In the same way, there's been a movement that we may have missed in this time. The process of learning to be with Jesus in a different way when we have truly been weak and he has been strong in moments over the last 18 months has been some of the most profound moments I've had with Jesus. Has there been moments of frustration? Has there been moments of disappointment? Has there been moments when literally I thought I was going to lose my mind trying to do several things in a loud house with homeschooling? Yes. But there's just been moments in this time when I've gone to the end of myself but realized how big he is. And through that process, you step into a kind of renewal. We talk heaps about renewal before. I felt that God had called us to renew. I still believe that. And there was this renewal. We were pressing in in services. But I feel like in the last 18 months, we've discovered a different kind of renewal. Not renewal that happens because we're pressing into renewal, but a renewal that happens because we've come to the end of ourselves, come to the end of our power. We're unable to move forward because of our own momentum, but he's starting to move us forward. And when you're abiding with Jesus in this way, not a theoretical way, but a lived way, when you're being renewed by Jesus, not as a concept that you should do, but actually in real life, there's another kind of movement that's occurring. You may not be physically moving. You may not be geographically moving. You may not be gaining frequent flyer points. But you're moving closer towards God. In the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk finds himself at this extraordinary moment in history where literally God says to Habakkuk, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. 
for I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. And that's what this last 18 months feels like. It felt like, in a sense, this pandemic was coming to an end and then Delta comes along and everything's changing. I saw a tweet the other day where someone said, it feels like the beginning of 2020 all over again. Now, what Habakkuk does is Habakkuk, unlike so many of his time, who were following God because of a sense of what they could get out of it, a cultural sense of tradition, were beginning to turn away from God as difficulty came on their country, as this unthinkable thing, the Babylonians swept into their land. Habakkuk takes this completely different position. He goes somewhere different. He doesn't leave his city. He doesn't run away. He doesn't go on a great quest, but he does make a movement. It says in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, that I will stand at my watch and I will station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me. He doesn't go out, but he goes up. He positions himself to hear from God. He steps above the fray. He gets beyond just the news of the day. Habakkuk was a man who knew what was going on. He would be today watching ABC 24-hour news and reading the newspaper. But what marked Habakkuk was this posture he took of an eternal viewpoint, the big picture of what God was doing in the world. And I think what's been happening in the last 18 months, even if many of you can't see this because it's happened incrementally, is that if you're still logging in today, if you, when we could meet in person, were turning up, if you've been meeting with your huddle, if you've been pressing in in this time, in the moments of doubt and disappointment and frustration, if you're still pushing in, that work of abiding and renewing has been happening in you. Standing above the fray. You can't move geographically, but you can move spiritually. We see Habakkuk then receive this revelation. He is told by God in Habakkuk 2 verse 14, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I'm going to be honest with you. One thing I was praying for deeply in the months before the pandemic was that we would feel God's presence. We would sense God's presence amongst the people at Red. I kept praying for that. I kept wanting God to do more. I would strategize and come up with plans and fill notebooks and whiteboards about how this could happen. But the lesson that I've learned is I can't do this as the leader. I can't do this in my strength. None of us can shape red into the kind of church that we want it to be, our flavors, our favors, however we want to imagine But the miraculous thing that's been happening in the background of the last 18 months is God has been shaping his church, how he wants it to be. And those who are still pitching in at this moment, who still after 18 months of all the knockbacks and the disappointments and the challenges, if you are still faithfully tuning in and call yourself part of Red, whether you've joined us in the last three months or you've been here for three years, He's been shaping you. And what he's been doing is shaping us to be a vessel of his presence. Now, the passage which is 
animated me since I first became a Christian when God really came alive in my life was Matthew 28, the Great Commission. You see the disciples again going to that posture of Habakkuk, to this high place. Jesus invites them to go to a mountain in Galilee. Galilee is where many of the disciples were from. This is hometown. This is the place in the world that they knew. The journey had returned back to where they'd come from. But again, they, like Habakkuk, don't move geographically, but they move upwards in their posture towards God. And it says this, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, and I love this, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. They worshipped him, but some doubted. What this says is, yes, we need to go on a process where what is happening to us overflows into mission. We need to abide with Jesus. We need to be renewed by Jesus. And then we need to go with Jesus. But do the disciples wait till they're absolutely perfect and every I is dotted and every T crossed before they go, no, some are still doubting. These people are still in process. The work of renewal is still happening. And verse 17, I love, then, as they go into this posture of getting above the fray, as they reach out for God, God runs the distance to them. And it says, then, these worshipping disciples who have abided with Jesus are being renewed by Jesus, who are still being renewed by Jesus, worshipping some with doubt in their hearts. Then Jesus comes to them. At this moment, Jesus coming to us 18 months into a pandemic. Our world's turned upside down. And he's been reshaping us. But let's mark this point. What does it look like to go now? Jesus says to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now the disciples knew that. That's not new news to them. They have walked with Jesus. They have seen his miracles. They've seen his power. They've seen him raise Lazarus from the dead, stop a woman who bled her whole life, healing lepers, feeding the poor, preaching the word of God, raised from the dead, giving his life on the cross. But what's happening now is a transference. He then says, this this is authority. It's now, that's in me. I'm handing this across. You're doing this in my authority. You're not walking in your authority. Maybe before all of this, we were trying to do this in our authority. Maybe we were trying to do this in Red's name or your name or my name. But at this point, Jesus now has a commission for them. And I want you to think about a commission. A commission is when you're given a mission by someone in authority. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Now, what does that look like at a time when we can't go? Well, there's a commandment there, And a few days ago, I was watching the Victorian COVID commander, Jerome Weimar, as he was giving an update on contact tracing in our state. 
And it's actually quite amazing when you understand social networks and the six degrees of connection to hear someone speaking about how someone can get a COVID infection and then all the different ways that that can travel through these social networks. Someone who goes to the footy match, sits with a mate, that then spreads to someone they have dinner with. Then someone who is at that dinner then goes to the rugby game against France the following Tuesday. And then it goes to someone who they live with. And you see this pattern of connection that we humans are placed in the midst of. All this work of renovation and renewal and abiding, all of that has been, been part of God's plan to make us people of his presence. And then we are placed in this human context. As we go up, we don't have to go geographically far at this moment. That's actually, we are still in lockdown, connected to people out the front of our street, friends we're connected with. We're connected with with people across the other side of the world. The contact tracing of the gospel is phenomenal. And God has brought people to you. The Holy Spirit is drawing people to him And God has connected you to those people and everything that's been happening in our lives is because you've got a message to share and the change that's been happening in you, even if you can't see it, don't underestimate the magnetism of Christ in you. They worshipped even when some doubted and then Jesus came to them. When you worship, even if you may doubt yourself, even if you may not think of yourself as a perfect person, when you elevate, when you say yes to God, actually people are drawn to Jesus as they see him, as you are his hands and feet in the world. What I love is the last part of Jesus' commandment, where he ends with, and surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. And what this points to is the point when the pandemic ends. When is it? Who knows? We don't know. There are so many unpredictables. The world leaders, let me tell you now, the world leaders do not know. The best epidemiologists, they're not sure. They have a rough sketch. God knows. And God has a plan. And God's plan, as revealed to Habakkuk, is that the world will be covered in the glory of God. The verse says, as the world is covered by the sea. In the Old Testament, the sea is chaos. The sea represents sin, fear, death, the unknown. And the world is covered in a sea of chaos at this moment. But where this ends is that God's presence is going to fill the world. And what we're called to be, the people of God at red, is to actually be carriers of his presence in the world. There is a moment when the storm that is out on the high waters will subside. Currently in lockdown, we are like a ship in a harbour. I've had this boat in my office for some time. And I often look at this boat and it reminds me that what a church is. A church is a group of people created for a purpose set out in a direction. For a boat to move, however, a sailboat like this, it needs the wind. The wind of the Holy Spirit moving us forward. There will be a time 
when we again leave the safety of the harbour and enter the grand giant seas of the world. And we'll look back and we'll see that in this season, the processes and incremental change and the sacrifice and the submission that so many of you have gone through, the worshipping when you don't feel like worshipping, that all of that will begin to make clarion clear sense. And we'll see what God has been doing in us as read. And I believe that when we head out into the sea, it's a different sea. I think the period that the church has been in from maybe, I don't know, the 90s to the early 2000s to the 2010, it has been a period where people have been often just able to do their Christian thing and get on with it. Now, I think we're actually heading into a challenging season. Should we be afraid? No. Because more than ever, this is going to be a time where the world will not be looking for a church that's more relevant or slick or cool or organized. What the world will be looking for is a people of God of His presence. His presence can't be argued with. His presence is sensed by our spirit. And the world will be filled with His presence. So at this moment, I just want to put the challenge before you. You may be sitting at home in your tracksuit pants and the adventure of the high seas may not be anything that seems like what your lived reality is at this moment. But we're being prepared and even some of that wild sea has come into your harbour with your neighbours and your friends who you can share the gospel with at this time. People in need around you who you can be the hands and feet of Jesus. But let's step into the next chapter that God has for us. This preparation will not go to waste. God has a purpose for us. Let's step into it in the next season. We abide with Jesus. We're renewed with Jesus. Now let's go with Jesus.